Welcome to the Midwest Nice Podcast, the show with honest political discourse dipped in ranch. This is your host, John Flynn, and today I'm joined by Amy Lipka, Mariel Brown-Fallon, and Campbell Thompson. Keep your accent strong and the gooey cake close by, because you're going to need it. Let's get the show started. To our audience out there, I'm sorry for all the hysterical laughing that was going on during the... We record, uh, you know, our intro song live. It was taking me... Oh, there's that noise again. Uh, <laughs> how many takes did it just take me to do it? I'd like say maybe, nine. Maybe ten. Nine takes. So ten many. Takes. Oh, no, I'll give them the benefit yeah. of the doubt. I was like okay. nine takes. It was a lot. Okay. Was I, really well, hot. normally I have the whole little spiel at the beginning written out, but this time I didn't. Um, so I was trying to shoot from the hip. And then I failed so many times that it became a pride thing. I was like, <laughs> I can't start the show until we actually get this. But you know what? It's, it's forgivable because, friends, we are back. We're it back. has been so many months, and we it's apologize. It's been so long. <laughs> yeah. We had so, a couple things to do. Yeah, there was a few it's, things going on fine. in some the world of politics. Details. Some minor details. Also, yeah. you guys, instead of Lauren today, because she's in Detroit today, mm-hmm. we're joined by Campbell Thompson, Hello. who you might remember right. from building a coffee table one time. Yeah. Yeah. I, this isn't my first show, because one time I built a whole coffee table in the background. Mm-hmm. Successfully. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've seen it. It's great. Yeah, she'll be credited on the IMDb when we're famous in the future. <laughs> she was in one of those early pioneer episodes, mm-hmm. as opposed to now, yeah. we're veterans. <laughs> how did that? Early. How did that table turn out? By the way, it's great. It's good. sturdy. Another part about that intro that was throwing us off was we were trying to come up with we do a different Midwest food stuff every time in the intro. You know, keep your accent strong and the blah 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 close by. Couldn't come up with anything. Campbell came up with something called gooey cake that I've gooey, never heard no, of in my entire gooey life. Gooey butter cake gooey, is so a I messed real it up. thing. You messed it you guys, up. That's what it was like this. It it's invented in Missouri, St. Louis specifically. It's very mm. good. It is exactly what it sounds like. Gooey cake made with lots of butter. Mm. There you go. What's not to like? You guys, I just want to tease that our trivia round this time is called What the Heck is That Midwest Food? Oh. So we got to save Topical. the explanation. Oh, heck yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. yeah can't we can, wait. We can get Pretend you didn't hear that. anything about gooey butter cake. I Beautiful. Can't, <laughs> I can't unhear it. Uh, anyway, so yeah, we had a, a longer hiatus than we thought we were going to. Our last show was actually uh, talking about the results of the primary. And then Ooh, now. What do you know? And then there was this big, uh, you know. That we had a lot of work to do. We work uh, in the political arena. We were doing a lot of things uh, uh, going on in Michigan as well as across the country. Mm-hmm. Um, we were working a lot of hours. It was extended. And, uh, yeah, we didn't really have uh, the time. Because normally we do this just right after work, uh, hop on over to our very expensive studio that's definitely <laughs> not just a table over in the corner of the office, uh, and do it. We didn't exactly have time to do that. We really needed to focus on helping our clients out. Uh, so yeah, we had we had a brief hiatus, but I, you know, I don't really feel bad about it because we were helping bring democracy back to Michigan. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We always them. Really well yeah. put. So why don't we, because I feel like, and maybe you don't believe us because, you know, John doesn't seem very remorseful and, and we do apologize to our, uh, you know, listeners, uh, all two you of do. you probably <laughs> who are uh, waiting for this I podcast listen. to come out. Yeah. I know you're right. You're, you're kind. <laughs> Campbell is our, our listener. <laughs> but I think that like we should let people know what maybe just a little bit about like what we were working on. Um uh, over the past couple months because, yeah, we work on politics locally here in the Midwest, also other places, but um, it's good for you to know what we were up to. So I guess mm-hmm. I will go first. Um, so over the past couple months, I primarily worked with one uh, person. His name is Dr. Rob Davidson, and he ran for Congress um, in Michigan's 2nd Congressional District. Um, and for those of you who do not know, uh, that district is the home of uh, Betsy DeVos. Um, and so there is a big, her family has a big influence um, in that area in West Michigan. Um, and so it's kind of been considered like a conservative Christian stronghold of the state, uh, but Rob was very, uh, he was a very unique candidate in that he was a Democrat, but he was also running on um, a Medicare for all platform as an emergency room physician. Um, so he was speaking to a lot of people about an issue that that was really important for Democrats here in Michigan, but also uh, nationwide, which was health care. Um, you really couldn't turn anywhere in the country without candidates talking about health care. It was like probably one of the biggest issues. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, he kind of like, you know, had an interesting perspective as an ER doctor, seeing families struggle to pay for health care, um, to be able to access, you know, the treatments that they need because our, our health care system is so broken and, and, um, you know, it's so expensive and it shouldn't be like that. So he was running on a Medicare for all platform, which is very progressive. Um, and he did, while he did not win, unfortunately, he did shockingly well. Um, he ended up winning 43% of the vote um, against like a four or five term incumbent. Um, and he won more votes than any other Democrat has ever won in that district. Um, and that district was also a district that went 25 points for Trump. So I am very proud to have worked on that project. It was really fun. It was intense. We laughed, we cried. We did everything in between. So anyway, I worked for Rob Davidson, uh, did a couple of other things, but that's mainly it. Amy? Yeah, so um, for the past couple months, I was working on what was Proposal 2 in Michigan, one of our three statewide uh, ballot measures. So the main point was to change the way we do redistricting in Michigan to get rid of gerrymandering. So basically, Damn it, Jerry! <laughs> Jerry, stop mandering. He's done now. <laughs> it did pass, so that was really great. Yeah. Please clap. Um, <laughs> Good job, Amy. It was all Amy. It was all me. No, if anyone so Mary, <laughs> I'm a loser, but you're a winner. If there's anyone Aww. not from the state of Michigan that's wondering, it was all Amy. Don't believe any of the stories you hear in the news. Yeah. Okay. What's grassroots? I only know what Amy is. The most grassroots. <laughs> the most. I can't think of anything more grassroots than one person doing everything. <laughs> but actually, no. It was a very thank you for giving yeah. me an opportunity to slide mm. back in this conversation. <laughs> no problem. No um, problem. It was a very grassroots campaign. Had a lot of. Um, volunteers and supporters across the state, Republicans, Democrats, independents. Um, so basically what's going to happen now is after the 2020 census, when politicians would normally divide up the state, the, yeah, the state into districts and make three congressional 
and state house and state senate maps it's actually going to be um a board of 13 commissioners that are just going to be regular voters um so, so are those going to be decided by the illuminati or by the freemasons <laughs> or by the deep state or by the deep state which one gotta say deep it's state. gonna be 13 magic rabbits <laughs> yes i can't think yeah, yeah just 13 chickens and yeah. they'll run around and wherever they land that's where the yeah anyway so that's what i worked on yeah it's the chickens. that's a I don't big, want to dim- that's a big one i don't want to diminish it that was actually huge. yeah that was really rude <laughs> that, was the, that was the biggest thing and it's a really fair process that they're creating and it's gonna be yeah. really awesome i'm Taking, really excited yeah. to see because i mean we'll talk about this later too but with Mariel, you working on Dr. Rob, it's kind of like we are thinking at the end of election night, if we have this amazing candidate, like, is it just the district, like, could not be flipped based on just the demographics, just like the clear, like the sheer people who live there, Um, not just who comes out to vote, but we're going to have more fair districts now. So I'm very excited. Yeah, totally. And I think a lot of candidates in Michigan, especially, uh, there were a lot of competitive races and people came very close. So hopefully when we have actually fair districts, then we will actually see a lot more winners and we'll see people do even better than they did this time. So props. Mm -hmm. Good job, Amy. Yeah, so we actually had um, uh, somebody come in who's sort of a super volunteer on the the Prop 2 ballot proposal who give a really detailed explanation of what exactly it's going to do and how the, the committee that's going to, the independent committee that's going to uh, create the new districts is actually going to be formed. And just, um, I know I, per, like, I was for it from the beginning just because I'm a, you know, gerrymandering is a very negative force in democracy right now in the United States. Um, but after his explanation, I was even more for it. It was like, well, this is, they've really like covered every single base of making this as fair as humanly possible. So yeah, that was really awesome. Um, John? Yeah. So uh, most of what, what I've been working on uh, was a lot of websites and landing pages and all those kinds of things through, mostly through uh, unions and other action groups that we were acting as vendors for. Uh, basically supporting the the top ticket candidates here in Michigan, so for governor, for attorney general, secretary of state, all that, as well as um, sort of the uh, the candidates that those unions were endorsing across the United States. So that was really cool to be able to do stuff uh, for some uh, really great Democratic candidates all across the United States, um, which you know normally in past election cycles, I've been more focused on things just in Michigan. So it's, it was really awesome to do that. Um, yeah. And then some, just things here and there as people uh, needed them, but that, those were my big things. Um, Campbell. So this was your first election cycle. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us about the projects that you were working on. Um, kind of a little bit of everything. Cause I am a designer. Um, and apparently also now, I edit videos and make <laughs> animated videos. Mm-hmm. So I made a lot of those. And for union people, for people who are endorsed by the union, and then other clients as well. And then I got to work like on Amy's project and on Mariel's project, just making things, whatever they needed, um, making graphics for emails and making ads to go on all sorts, all over the World Wide Web. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Our millennial in chief making all of the great gifts. For the World yeah. Wide Web. And explaining memes to us the as internet. you go. The internet superhighway. Oh, yeah. Tubes. Tubes. <laughs> Series of tubes. Nice. Um, yeah, so we were all, uh, you know, as a company and the four of us were working on a lot of this, the big stuff 
in the state here, which uh, we talked about the blue wave quite a bit uh, leading up to it. Everyone was sort of in uh, what was it? What, uh, cautious optimism mm-hmm, is what I'd say mm-hmm. at best. Yeah, uh, hoping that 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 would that that would wash over the state, and it definitely seemed to uh, happen at least here in Michigan yeah. because we had basically every uh, top of ticket candidate win. So we're talking about Gretchen Whitmer for governor, Jocelyn Benson for secretary of state, Dana Nessel for attorney general, Debbie Stabenow for uh, Senate. She won a re-election. Uh, Haley Stevens for Congress and Alyssa Slotkin for Congress. Uh, really awesome races. They were really tight, some of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, some of these were, you know, if you're talking about like an Alyssa Slotkin, it was running against a tough Republican incumbent who... I think we can all attest that uh, her opponent, Mike Bishop's ads were absolutely insane. And mm-hmm. he was spending so many millions of dollars. But like, I think for like a three or four month period, every single YouTube I, ad I got on every single video mm-hmm. was Mike Bishop talking about how Alyssa Slacken didn't single-handedly destroy ISIS. <laughs> they yeah, were also, yeah. she was directly funneling money into the <laughs> Taliban in yeah. case you didn't directly. know that. Yeah, because yeah. one time she assisted on... Uh, things with Iran because <laughs> she yeah she yeah. did great work on that and they tried to turn that into a negative they and also kept using um, this footage of her when she used to work um, in DC mm-hmm. going back and forth with John McCain about something where she was like representing President Obama's interests and mm-hmm. then he was like going back and forth with her in the Senate and Mike Bishop's team just like kept running that as ads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I got that on Hulu like yeah. constantly. And John McCain's family like released a statement that was like, "Please don't do that. <laughs> Please yeah, stop doing that." And they didn't put it down. They and, didn't take it down. And so. there was so much mail with like pictures of her in front of nuclear explosions. Mm-hmm. But then it would also have Mike Bishop's face in front of it, and they were both like, you, "When you make like you know negative mail pieces, you make things sort of like." scary and gloomy and stuff but they were like doing that to his face too <laughs> and so i don't know who was doing uh, don't vote for anyone <laughs> his attack be- yeah but that that basically was what i was getting out of them mm-hmm. uh you know if i didn't know anything about it i would have been terrified of both of them <laughs> um mm-hmm. but that you know that race was uh i don't know i felt uh very personally attached to it we were there uh when she did her you know campaign launch in mm-hmm. lansing and so i felt like we were sort of with her the whole way and she's your state rep or she's your congressional rep now right yeah absolutely in Uh, in january yeah and uh, yeah it's just really awesome um obviously big 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 win was gretchen whitmer Mm -hmm. uh winning the governor race do Uh, some air horns for that yeah we'll throw in another air horn yeah uh so yeah that was really awesome um that ended up you know, she was polling super well, and I, you know, I think everybody was super optimistic about her chances. Basically, the entire time, people don't really like Bill Shooty, even mm-hmm. uh, Shady Shooty, mm-hmm. even the the governor, former will, will soon be former governor Rick <laughs> Snyder, uh, wouldn't endorse him, and he was his attorney general while it was going on. Yikes. So it turned into like a huge mudslinging fest over on the the republican side during this race which i'm sure had a big effect on the outcome Mm -hmm. um but what also had a big effect on the outcome is gretchen whitmer just awesome yeah i think she had a big effect on getting people excited and out to vote and then people voted down ticket which really for sure i knew a lot of people who not a lot but i knew several people who had always voted republican like 
older people, friends, parents, and people like that who are saying like that they really liked Gretchen Whitmer and that they were going to vote for her over Bill Schuette. So that was really, it was cool to see, and it was kind of a testament to the fact that, you know, even in the current political climate of Trumpism and everything else, uh, if you have a really good candidate that people really like and you run a really, really good campaign, that you can still pull out wins, um, even in areas that, I mean, Michigan went for Donald Trump in 2016, and then we flipped it around in two years. Yeah, I was just going to say that, like, um, you know, Trump and like Republicans in Washington were like really trying desperately to hang on to Michigan and to these states in the Midwest that helped carry them to victory um, in 2016 because they sent Mike Pence here like multiple times um, in the final months before the general. Also, Trump came through a couple times as well. Trump Jr. did too. And Trump Jr., yeah. And Ted Nugent. And, Ted and Kid <laughs> Rock. And Kid Rock. All the heavy hitters. Yeah, that was great. That was great. Ted Nugent uh gave you know because there was this you know sweeping like democrat wins across the state uh and so uh ted nugent had come out to campaign for i think jo- uh, john james mostly mm-hmm. who was debbie stabenow's opponent um and he gave an interview after the election and said that we were going to turn into a california shithole oh, and yeah. he couldn't <laughs> believe we committed cultural suicide uh, Michigan, like this old man, Obama has always been a swing Basically, state. old man yells at Cloud, which he, <laughs> he's lived in Texas for like 15 years now. So like he already like abandoned the state. So why should he care? Um, he just really likes guns mm, and people yeah. and he hasn't been relevant for like 30 years. So Republicans still give him attention because there's only so many times you can praise, uh, I don't know, Brantley Gilbert or whoever the big country <laughs> star is now. I just get a shit on all country music really quick. Um, nice. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, obviously Gretchen Whitmer, huge race. Uh, her lieutenant governor elect, uh, Garland Gilchrist, is also awesome. Yep. Mm-hmm. He gave a great speech. We were all down in, uh, in Detroit for the, uh, the big, you know, Democratic uh, party for election night party. And so we were there to see uh, them give their, their victory speech after the, the results came in. So that was really awesome to see. Um, such a relatable family with his son being asleep the entire time. They were yeah, cute speeches. that was great. So cute. Yeah, it was also, yeah. It's always cool to see him in person because he's like seven and a half feet tall he or something. so <laughs> tall. Yeah, it's great. So um, tall. And yeah. then and then how about them ballot measures too? Yeah, the ballot measures, uh, all the big ones passed, one, two, and three. So one, obviously, huge one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, legalized recreational marijuana. We've been doing so many ham horns. It's just such an exciting time right now. Got to give that um, multiple ham horns. Yeah, so that's that was a huge thing. Uh, we're the fourth, fifth state that's legalized recreational marijuana. Mm, no, it's, it's like the no. There, there's, it, there's like it's like the eighth or the ninth. Oh, really? Yeah, there's like oh, we're doing better than I thought. Yeah, we're doing pretty Alaska well. Alaska is now. Yeah, and Alaska. Also, there's been there Utah were Utah did. Yeah, Utah. there's. I think I there's that was medical. An enigma. It might be. Yeah. So yeah, I think that we're up to like eight or nine or, or something. But I'm really excited about this because if marijuana like had passed and then Bill Schuette was still our governor, I don't think that I would feel as good about it right. because I think that the reason why this is so important, not just because yes, marijuana should be legal because adults should be able to make their own decisions, and if you want to mm-hmm. smoke pot, do whatever you want, but also the huge criminal justice 
justice reform right. aspect of this, which is that, great, now that we have legalized marijuana, we need to take steps to like undo a lot of the harm that was caused to people of color by these unfair mm -hmm. drug laws that were you know, unequally enforced and, and have incarcerated people and, and impacted their lives. And, and um, I haven't seen uh, any, I don't think I've seen anything like specifically, but I do know that Gretchen Whitmer did say that she um, is talking to her team and thinking about how um, they want to deal with this. And, and, but I know that she's definitely going to be, I think, commuting sentences she's, or thinking think she's, about she's it. To it. Yeah, yeah. She's expressed that she knows it's a problem that she wants. Yeah. To. Cause well, I think that that's, that's like, that's the, that's a very important piece of this that like mm -hmm. needs to carry through. But I do think, yeah, her being elected governor at the same time that this passed is like super gives me a lot of hope. Yeah, and uh, on top of that, Dana Nessel, uh, yes, the Democratic candidate, winning for attorney general. So that's a huge, mm -hmm. that'll be a huge plus for those sort of, because, you know, it's it's been legalized now. And so once the board of canvassers uh, certifies the election, then basically it's going to work the same way it's happened in other states where it'll be legal to possess it up to a certain amount that's in the, the bill, but it still won't be legal yet to buy or sell it. Um, just, ba I mean, they have to, go through the long process of setting up all the certification processes and regulations and everything for this, you know, it's this multi, like, you know, probably like a billion dollar industry oh, yeah. that's going to come up out of nowhere. So the government has to sort of decide because it's still going to be regulated the same way that alcohol is. So they really have to come up with all of that infrastructure for uh, getting people able to set up businesses like this. And in most other states where that's happened, it's taken like a year and a half to two years uh, to set that up. So, um, at least in the meantime, it'll mean, you know, there's not people being, uh, unjustly turned into criminals because of, uh, because of it and, and that whole thing. And then hopefully commuting of sentences, uh, there's some of that that happens. And then, uh, yeah, it's just, I think it's, it's all just good. a positive thing. All good. All it's, around. Just, it's just going to take, and yeah, with, uh, Gretchen being governor and Dana being the attorney general, they shouldn't, there shouldn't, it should at least cut out any sort of red tape or hurdles uh, that the people setting up all those regulations have to jump through as if, you know, if Bill Schuette had won or I don't even know who the... For sure. <laughs> I no. don't even know who the attorney general candidate was on the Republican Tom state. Leonard, I think. Tom Leonard, so, yeah. Of course, Tom Leonard, I know and, all sorts of things. And, and I also think that, like, in thinking about the other ballot initiatives, so Prop 2 and Prop 3 were both related to voting um, mm -hmm. and, you know, creating fair elections, creating, making it easier for everybody in the state to be able to vote. And that's, again, why it is so important that we elected Jocelyn Benson, who will now be Secretary of State. Um, and I think that it's important to have people who oversee our elections, who we can trust, um, that are going to implement the policies that the people have um, you know, pretty unanimously voted for, which is that we want to see, you know, transparency and accountability in our elections. And mm -hmm. I think that this isn't really, you know, tied to the Midwest per se, but um, in seeing what happened and what is still going on in Florida and in Georgia right now um, with with um, votes being not counted, votes being thrown out because a secretary of state is, um, you know, in over overseeing his own election in in, uh, in Georgia against Stacey Abrams. Um, anyway, that whole thing is just kind of wild. Uh, but I think that the reality is, is like these now that it, it's important that these proposals passed, but now they're going to have like teeth 
because we have also voted into office people who will respect those decisions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, those, those ballot proposals, uh, two and three are going to be great for the voting process in Michigan. Um, and, and I think going in elections forward, uh, it's going to, you know, make things so much more balanced and, uh, politic, it will hopefully cut down on sort of, uh, the more extremist politicians, uh, that have been elected because of gerrymandering. Uh, they will have to, the candidates will have to be more talk to people on, on other sides of the aisle. Um, and then, yeah, it should prop three, especially is just going to make the whole voting process mm -hmm. so much easier and so much easier to turn out the vote. Um, something else that I wanted to, to bring up along with this. Um, so we were, yeah, so we were down in Detroit on, you know, on, on election day, helping out, uh, doing some canvassing on, on the ground for, uh, for some candidates, um, and helping out with some polling location stuff. And I just wanted to mention just how crazy, uh, polling locations were this year and met like the turnout was insane. Mm -hmm. Like in my voting district. So I absentee voted ahead of time, which shout out to Chris Swope, city clerk of Lansing. He makes it so easy to absentee vote in Lansing. Um, but, uh, my fiance who, who voted day of, she got to our polling location at like 8am, like right when it was opening or I think 7 a.m. 7 a.m. <laughs> I'm, I'm spreading <laughs> Come on, John, you know this. Um, yeah, uh, there had already been 100 people voting in there, which wow. is really crazy turnout for where our po polling location is. Like, I think the voting there actually might have exceeded. It, it was the highest in the city was our little location by, like, compared to years past, I think, or something. But, um, yeah, it was actually higher than in the 2016 election, I think. Wow. Uh, and I was hearing a lot of people were having to wait, um, which isn't necessarily a good thing. You know, we should have enough uh, polling for everybody. But it was when we were down there, I, I was driving some uh, uh, some cardboard voting booths that we had in our office out to some places to distribute. And we were hearing reports from them out there that these big polling locations like one in Livonia that I, I actually used to vote at already had like their auxiliary parking lot for voting was way too full. And they were having to like coordinate people parking on the street and going in and out so i sort of had a sense early on that like this could be really good for the democrats because the turnout was just so freaking high yeah um yeah and we were seeing stories like that everywhere in missouri the lines were like kind of insane so both my parents live there and my dad got to the polls at 5 55 because they opened at six and there was already people in line then by the time he left at like 6 30 which it took like 30 minutes to vote that seems like kind of a long time mm -hmm. people are always like it'll take you 10 minutes. <laughs> but there was like 55 people like lined up waiting to go in. It took my stepmom like an hour and a half just waiting in line. It was wild. Although Missouri was not as great as mm. there, you know, yeah. did, uh, voting. did your dad say though, I've loved this joke lately and I've noticed that they <laughs> like dads love to say like when you get to a restaurant <laughs> and you get sat and then see that there's a huge crowd waiting to get set now. They say, like, wow, we got here at a good time. Yeah. Well, glad that? we got here when we got here. Yeah, we got here when we got here. <laughs> there's guilty. also the uh, when you're getting up ready to leave the restaurant. All right, ready to rock and roll. <laughs> yeah. Maybe some finger guns thrown in. Oh, yeah. That's just me. That's not even my dad. Well, props yeah. to your dad for getting to his polling location at 555 because mm -hmm. that is what a true American patriot. Mm -hmm. Really. Al Thompson, shout out. Go, Al Thompson. Go. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, overall, the 
Michigan results were fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so the there still is Republican control of the state house and legislature. Uh, so that was unfortunate. Um, they were I, they gained seats in the house, I believe. I'm not sure. I about think we gained like five seats. Yeah, but we yeah. definitely still, narrowed it. It's There's, a step in the right yeah. direction. Um, so not you know ideal, but you're never going to fix sort of problems overnight. And just you know you got to say to yourself, are we better off than we were yesterday? And we are. And so yeah, uh, we just got to keep that progress and momentum going because especially leading into I hate to start talking about 2020 already, but one of the big reasons why, you know, Trump won was because of some key victories in the Rust Belt and mm-hmm. in the Midwest and Michigan, Wisconsin, uh, Pennsylvania. So if we can turn around the Rust Belt and, you know, Midwest swing areas, then we can have a much more favorable outcome in 2020. Um, and as the days. Uh, so, yeah, it wasn't uh, quite as quite as good in other states, uh, even in the Midwest and like Indiana. But. Um, as the at post-election night, it's been getting better and better. There's been more of these races that keep flipping. There was just the big race uh, that most people have seen over in uh, Arizona. Uh, Kristen Cinema, mm-hmm. she, mm-hmm. as the votes came in, overtook, and then they've officially declared her the winner now. And there was a big one in California today that I think they called California's tenth. Oh, the House District. Yeah, uh, and they didn't know how that one was going to go, and they just called that. Yeah, I don't know. We should all yeah. we should all know we're terrible. But yeah, no, I was going to. It's coastal. Elite we California. do no research. <laughs> yeah, before. we are Midwestern experts. No routes. Yeah, I just think it. Maybe I like haven't been as tuned in, but I just think that this was a really unique election in the in that there were like it wasn't like 2010 when Republicans flipped like one and won 100 seats and like totally. Um, just like washed out all democratic efforts. Uh, but I do like, and people were super disappointed. They were like, Oh, it was a blue trickle. It wasn't a blue wave. Like wasn't as big as we thought it was going to be. But, um, I feel like there were even the races where Democrats lost, they were still extremely close. Mm -hmm. And then also, um, we're seeing that there were so many close races that it's taken like days. And also at this point, we're a little bit over a week out from the election. So it's taken up to a week and we're still having races continue to be called also a lot of them in favor of Democrats. Mm -hmm. So as you said, it's going to end up being that we take probably between like 35 and 40 seats in the House, which is a lot better than was projected on election night, because on election night, we just saw a lot of losses come in really quickly. Mm-hmm. But now that it it, it, is, it has taken them so long to count other districts, we're actually doing better than we thought. Yeah. So even here in Michigan, like when we were watching the races downtown, um, at first it was pretty like we were all scared because it yeah it but it i mean it was there was such high turnout that it always takes a lot longer for the the districts of the big cities and everything to come in because there's so many more people um so the rural districts come in first and it was like yeah they're everything scary. was losing like prop one to legalize yeah. marijuana looked like it was gonna lose for a while uh and then all of a sudden at the end like it, you know debbie stabenow's race was really close too close for, for, comfort. for a long mm-hmm. time and it was scared my one of my good friends who was in town works for her out of dc and he was freaking out uh <laughs> but then uh as we were you know walking uh wa- walking up away from gretchen Whitmer's speech to handle something i saw this huge crowd of people running down who are all holding Debbie Stabenow head cutouts with like on the popsicle sticks. So I'm like, Oh, thank God you must have won. And they said that, yeah, once the, the, those 
uh, big areas came in, she all of a sudden shot up and she was like 10% ahead or something. Yeah. Uh, so it, but it was a nerve wracking night uh, up until, you know, because usually you'd think by like 10 or something, you'd have a pretty good idea of how, the way things are going to go. But yeah. it wasn't until like 11, 1130 where I felt pretty good. And then, you know, mm-hmm. in the, even in the days since, it's gotten so much better. So, yeah. Um, but it also showed that there are some areas that, uh, I mean, I don't know if we'll be able to flip to Democrats. It's it polarized urban and rural areas so much more. And I think, right. I, I do think it, it's optimistic. It seems like the, a lot of the suburban areas are heading back uh, in the Democratic area. So that, I mean, that was one of the big, the big areas where, where Trump was able to want, win pretty unexpectedly. So yeah. Um, Hopefully that means, you know, a lot of focus on those areas for the 2020 election. Um, but, yeah, it's, it seems like some of these these rural areas and these deep red districts, they, you know, if they're not going to change their minds now after everything that's right. going on, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. what's ever going to yeah. change their minds? I well, think. Yeah, I agree. We're about to have automatic voter registration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're about to have, yep. well, we're not really about to have new districts, but in four years, I think we'll have new districts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Yeah, and I'm interested to, like, hear the ongoing discussion about, um, like, you're talking about 2020, running for president, and, like, all the elections that are going to happen then. People are really undecided at this point. Like, I've seen a lot of think pieces that are, like, like, the results from the midterms are clear. We need a moderate. And then the other one's, like, the results are clear from the midterms. We need a progressive. So Mm -hmm. it's, like, Democrats really need to get get it together and, like, Mm -hmm. figure out what we want to do. But no matter what we do... Please, dear God, beat Trump because we gotta we gotta figure it out. Yeah, I mean, I think that a candidate like we were talking about this in the office the other day, like, or even earlier in this podcast, <laughs> Gretchen Whitmer mm-hmm. just seemed to have this appeal beyond just the Democratic Party. People just really like her, mm-hmm. um, and she just ran a really good campaign. Uh, same thing with Alyssa Slotkin; she ran in such a against such a deep rooted, uh, you know, red opponent and. Uh, be, it, it just it, it was really close but she managed to win and i just they knocked my door a bunch of times like all of her her advertising work was great yeah mm-hmm. um it was just they just ran a really solid campaign and it just gave me more hope that you know because I, I got into working into politics and then like two three years later donald trump wins the presidency and i'm like <laughs> is everything i've learned totally useless now like is it is everything changed and i think kind this of. election yeah, I I, I, <laughs> yes, I don't want has, it's but... changed in that way, but I think as far as you know campaigning and the the kind of work we do, I think this election has shown that um, that that uh, those things still matter. That you know, knocking, talking to your neighbors matters. Mm-hmm. Knocking, knocking on doors, knocking doors, sending like authentic mail pieces to people, and like all the the sort of traditional grassrootsy kind of things that the Democrats have been doing for years. I think mm-hmm. are still good if you have you know a good candidate and you run a good campaign speaking um, of which i feel like we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about tony evers in wisconsin unseating scott walker huge 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 absolutely uh so do you want to go through what the the uh the the union group had said about scott walker mariel i feel like you knew better i think it was the afl had a bunch of really funny press releases like one sentence yeah i I don't remember what i feel like it was like okay campbell go the first one, it was when he announced he was going to run for something for president. I think was the that first what was one, happening? No. I think the first one was, was when he was trying to 
He was doing some union busting stuff. Well, they said he's a national disgrace. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and the press release was just Scott Walker is a national disgrace. And then it was, yeah. then he is no longer national, still a disgrace. And then it was past tense, he was a national disgrace. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> after he lost, the AFL declared that he was a national disgrace, <laughs> which is absolutely true. And he's mm-hmm. terrible for workers and terrible for Wisconsin. So uh, really exciting to see a Democrat elected there. Um and yeah, Wisconsin was, I don't know, also a little bit of a, a mixed bag as well. But I think it's great that we saw a lot of Democratic governors get elected across mm-hmm. the Midwest. Like I'd say that's probably one of the biggest things that happened in the Midwest because mm-hmm. it, uh, it was Michigan, Illinois, uh, Wisconsin, and any other states. Well, well I mean, I'll, Pennsylvania I'll also. Throw in, yeah. We've, oh, we've yeah. debated this hotly on this show over whether or not Kansas is part of the Midwest. It is. But it is. Why do you say that? Well, you're from Missouri. You you up, <laughs> it doesn't count. If you're you right there. Look up the actual. They're drawn out. Regions are decided. Kansas is in our logo. It is in our logo. I think yeah. of Kansas, Kansas is unincorporated territory. And Kansas was doing some good stuff. <laughs> okay, we will Kansas. claim them now. <laughs> Anyways, we'll claim them now. They had huge <laughs> Democratic victories. I think it shocked. A lot. I think that was the biggest yeah. shock to a lot of people. Yeah. Just I mean, and they had they sort of did. They were famous for this Sam Brownback, who was the the former governor, this big experiment of sort of running all of the economic policies that were like Republicans at the national level have been trying to run forever, like making it a total like unruly capitalist kind of thing. And it just failed miserably. And they were in, they went from big uh, surpluses to big deficits. Um, And I think uh, people there realized pretty quickly how uh, stupid and dangerous a lot of the very like, uh, libertarian style economic policies they tried to pass ended up being yeah um, and should have served as a lesson for everybody at the federal level of how misguided that is especially when you're talking about having those policies for the entire United States and not just one state um, but they're still you know they still try to push for those same policies but uh, there was a huge backlash to that and uh, Democrats managed to to sweep a lot of uh, uh, Democrats into there and hopefully reverse those policies. And it's just been a big rebuke to all of that yeah. mm-hmm. bullshit stuff so that congrats, they've been running there for a while. Congrats, Kansas. You're welcome back into the family. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. not a very Midwest accent. Yeah. Well, it was, but you know what I was going for. I was yeah. going for like a yeah. Sopranos thing. Oh, we know. Sopranos thing. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, we on. talked about, so underrated, uh, because everyone's been talking about uh, Gretchen Whitmer. She has a very strong Midwest Michigan accent. But not enough people have talked about Haley Stevens' great Midwest Mich- accent, yeah, which is Michigan also accent. great. Superior. And she's going to be exporting that into Congress at the federal level. Into so the swamp. getting more accents <laughs> into the swamp. I love uh, it. More Midwest nice into the swamp. So uh, really job, excited everyone. about that. Good yeah. job. Really That's awesome. Yay. Um, yeah, so next let's take a... Uh, a little, a little break and do a quick trivia. John, but it's special trivia. Yeah, Amy is running it today. I think I'm gonna win. Yeah, it's just something. She's got <laughs> something special cooked up. Okay, you guys, cook. this good one. So this trivia, I've I've called 
what the heck is that Midwest food? And this trivia was born because I saw a BuzzFeed article about Midwest foods, and that is the whole story. There's not much there. Nice. Cool. So I have a few, I have four uh, specifically Midwest foods that I'm just going to name. So here's how I think it's going to go, because I want to hear what you guys think they are, if you don't know. I feel so, like I'm going to be personally victimized and you by this round, because you want me to are. Lose. <laughs> Aren't the names going to be, like, descriptive of uh, what is in them? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> Great. Lay it on um, us. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to name a food, and then if you know what it is, just raise your hand. And then I'm going to ask the people who don't know what it is to guess <laughs> before I reveal All what right. it actually is. Got it. Okay, cool. So number one is, there's two names, Watergate salad or Ambrosia salad. <laughs> Same thing. You know what it is? Okay. Campbell knows. I think I know what Ambrosia is. I don't know what the other one okay. is. Okay. I'm going to go to Mary first. I know. And I, then I'm going to go to John. But I might okay. be wrong. Okay, but okay. go first. I, okay. I just want to hear. Are the, is it the same thing, just two different names for the same yes. thing? Yes. Okay. Uh, Mariel, just so you know, before you go, salad is in quotes. <laughs> yeah, I simply don't like this game already. Okay, uh, but it's going to be so fun. Okay, so ambrosia salad. I literally don't know what that is, and you have now said it's like a salad in quotes. So... Um, I'm going to go ahead and guess that maybe it's some sort of, uh, you know, like fruit thing, like a, like a, you know, fruit salad, but like fruit salad isn't salad. So let's just say it's a fruit salad. Okay. I don't know why, but I, that's when my heart So we got me. fruit thing from Mariel. No, okay. fruit salad. Fruit salad. Fruit thing. It's just fruit salad <laughs> okay. with a new name? It's fruit salad. Next. Uh, okay, great. I John. think what it is. I think I remember my grandma making it. It's like a jello-y kind of thing where it's like, it's not see-through jello. It's got like jello mix in it, but it's like a light lime green. And then it's got like maraschino cherries in it or something or like some fruit chopped up in it. That's the best way I can describe I'm it. I'm pretty okay. sure what you're describing is green jello salad. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the third Which is a real it. thing okay. that I've eaten for each. Campbell. Well, let's see what Campbell. you think it is. Yeah, what you're do so you smart. think? It's, it involves, <laughs> it's similar. Doesn't it involve apples and like marshmallow fluff and some chopped nuts? So In a jello? This is, this no is jello. what I got no from jello. the internet, specifically from BuzzFeed. So I think there are many different family iterations. But... <laughs> The description that I got was a mixture of canned pineapple, canned cherries, and mini marshmallows bound <gasps> together with whipped topping or marshmallow cream. But served no as served as a vegetable in quotes or side dish. <laughs> what is would, that like? Wait, wait, how wait. the government got like pizza declared a vegetable so yeah. that they could use air? I think it's like from a 1950s there... housewife cookbook. Yeah. With, like, was there Jello in it? It didn't say it. I feel like I've had it with Jello. Before. Green Jello, right? Yeah. I'm gonna Green pull Jell-O up a salad. picture of it. Okay, um, we'll tweet it. We'll tweet you a picture of Ambrosia salad. Yeah. First of all, okay. I would just like to say I was not that far off. So no, you were. You, you said were. a fruit you got salad. The crushed Second of all, I would just like to say Mine was y'all are wrong. nasty as hell okay, eating that. Next time, no, we'll oh, oh, I know, I, I know we'll exactly what this some. is. I'll bring it back from Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's good. Is that something you eat with your family? Yeah. Like. 
My mom. <laughs> okay, not I, mine. Does my not grandma look like used that. to make this. That looks like a bowl not, of Lucky like, Charms. It looks like potato salad made out of candy. No, that's <laughs> nasty. The one that my mom made was all green. <laughs> it's arguably worse. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I think so. The green it was all green. Before. It's just green Jello. It's so good. This it's definitely just like was, a sweet treat. This definitely was like a recipe that <laughs> they had it as a dessert. This is definitely the recipe they came up with during like World War II when they had yeah. a ration. <laughs> like you Everything a, from cans. Like you get one can of marshmallows a week. Uh, we got to come up with something. Uh, call it salad. You guys, this oh. game is so fun already. Okay. okay. Well. So this one might be a little bit easier. Okay. Number two, pasties. Oh, I know exactly what it is. Okay. Okay. So maybe. Okay. I don't think I know. John raised his hand. Campbell looked really confused <laughs> and raised her hand for like a second. And Mariel has her hand half up. So <laughs> I'm gonna start with Campbell. Okay. What do you think I've, it is? I've seen signs for these like up north, right? Like, uh, do you, don't is ask for hints. Don't okay. look at us. So just, there, just give your they answer. Like, they're just like little dough filled, like baked dough <laughs> filled with like meat or something. What? Okay, Mariel. <laughs> Uh, I envision these as like pop tart type things with uh, meat in them. <laughs> that's a, so, that's what I'm saying. So a meat tart yeah, is my you? final answer. <laughs> I think mine was better. Dough okay, John, explain yeah. it. I mean, you both explained it pretty like it's a. It's basically the best way to describe what it looks like is it looks like a calzone, <laughs> but it's full of like meat, potatoes, and vegetables. Okay. And Where it is was ben I would eat that. Yeah, so they were like a thing that miners used to like take to work as like their lunch because it was e- it was like a whole put it in their inside of a pocket <laughs> yeah. and you a put whole meal and, and you, you put gravy down. on it and they they're oh. they're okay. a very like polish thing mm-hmm. so i was gotcha. i'm like polish and lithuanian which is the same thing so um we had a lot of them when i was a kid uh my mom used to get them from like a special polish bakery that gotcha. mm-hmm. yeah okay so we were all kind of right they're fantastic yeah. proud of you guys Thank you. meat tart Meat tart. tart. That's why I'm going to rebrand it. Meat tart trademark. But it sounds bad. It's like half a pie that's full of meat and potatoes and shit. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Number three. A hot dish. A hot dish? Yes. All one word. Hot dish. (laughs) I've heard of this before, but I could not describe it. I think. Okay. No one knows what it is. in my head that I think it is. I'm going to have to Google image this. No, 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 no. Don't. No, I will. No, I mean after. After. Can I go first? I want Mariel to okay. go first because Why? she never said that she knew what it was. Because <laughs> I don't. It's like a meat pop tart. Uh, listen, it's like a meat tart. Um, okay, so it's called hot dish. Yes. Um, Would knowing what state it originated in or... Yes, is, okay. okay. I don't think it's actually going to help you. Minnesota. Oh. Hot dish. That hot didn't help dish. you at all, did it? All right, well, let's think about what they eat in Minnesota. Um, I have no idea. <laughs> polar bears? <laughs> so, fucking negative uh, 20 out all the time. Um, I don't know. I'm just going to guess maybe some sort of like a shepherd's pie thing. Okay. That's my guess. I think it's Kimball. just another name for casserole. A casserole is, comes in a hot dish. They're okay. just simplifying okay. It. okay. Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go Weird with Campbell out. and say that it's some sort of casserole, but I could not describe anything else about it. Okay. You guys are kind of right. So it says a casserole, but I think if you're from Minnesota, it's like one of those things where they're like, it's not a casserole, though. You know? It's a hot dish. It's a hot, it's a hot dish. But made with a starch, usually tater tots. 
canned or frozen vegetables, ground meat, and canned soup. Excuse oh me. Oh, my God. It's that looks really good. It's a tater tot casserole. Oh, God, no. First what? of all. Not the one where. You don't think it looks good? The stuff no. on top looks okay, but not when it's just they're laid out. Oh, I just think a bunch of tater tots with other stuff. First of all, that looks amazing. You guys are just uncultured if you say that doesn't look good. Because I've never had Minnesota hot Minnesota. Of my secret. My thing hot with dish. Oh, Are you a Neanderthal? <laughs> I'm trying to sound like Jesse Ventura. <laughs> we eat hot dish in Minnesota. You're oh, nailing it. Please. All right, <laughs> you guys. I'm really not. <laughs> um, wait. So I also just think that uh, yeah, I'm kind of right because you are kind of right. All what those things. All those like things go pie? in shepherd's pie. Yeah. Shepherd's pie is mashed potatoes and and vegetables and meat. But I think you're missing the key element of tater tots. Tater tots. That was well. That's where the that's where the class comes this, from. <laughs> to put this in the that's game, the, the frozen tater tots <laughs> that are placed on the top and provide Lovingly. the grease. Well, we've <laughs> unanimously decided that it's delicious. I'd like so to let's make... move on to the next food. All right. Okay. Right. This is the last one. Cincinnati chili. Hmm. Why did you make me stop talking about toasted ravioli earlier? If none of these have to do with this. Oh, I put, it, I put it in my runners-up. I just didn't want any more conversation to happen about Midwest okay. food. I have okay. a good Cincinnati guess chili. about what it would be. but mm-hmm. Cincinnati chili. I think it's chili, but it's literally just like ground beef. It's like, um, <laughs> what, like, like what you would get on a sloppy joe. Mm. Oh. Would be my guess. Like I, it's just oh. meat. It's just meat. Mm-hmm. But oh. that kind of chili. I'm going to guess it's... Yeah, I'm going to go kind of along the same lines of John and say that it's chili with no beans. Okay. Campbell? Yeah. I mean, because it's Cincinnati's in Ohio, so that definitely seems very on brand for Ohio to <laughs> eat no vegetables <laughs> and chili. It's sloppy joe without the buns. Okay. okay. Which is just chili. <laughs> Um, you guys, it's so much worse than any of you could have imagined. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Seasoned ground beef served over spaghetti oh, <laughs> with shredded God. cheese, diced onion, and oyster crackers. Uh, what the oh, frick? Oh, no! We are some, looking at the Google image right this, now, This is folks. some white trash shit I've ever seen in my life. Okay, but the tater tot casserole was yes. delicious? That okay. looked like it was lovingly made by someone's grandmother. This looks like it was put together by a this wasted like, guy at 4 o'clock in the the morning it's worse than when your your mom's not home so your dad makes dinner but it's like just that like is what it looks like grilled chickens that's very descriptive Stand- and they put so much goddamn shredded cheese on it <laughs> you're what? standing at the meme where you're standing in front of the fridge at 2 a.m pouring shredded cheese into your mouth i don't that person it. made that this is like buddy the elf so putting mean. maple syrup and candy on spaghetti that's the equivalent yeah. what is this the is white the, thing it Diced onions. Pasta. Oh, pasta meat onions. Oh, jeez. Oh, God. <laughs> this keeps getting worse. All right, what? That's it. That that's that's it. Wow. Good job, you guys. Midwest, you all really have such a beautiful cuisine. I'm so glad I've gotten to get to know that it. That was so fun. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty fantastic. Wow. Um, yeah, let's just... Uh, Let's, let's just move stop on. talking about Let's get that. on to something happy after let's having to listen to let's that. Let's get into a silver lining here. Uh, Amy's got the silver lining again today. Mm, okay. You got it. Yeah. I just want all the listeners to know, John and I had made eye contact right before he said mm-hmm. that, and I pointed at him, and then he said, Amy's got the silver lining. Yeah. I well, do I guess, know you know you that got it. I guess, actually, so... I, 
I was looking because we had another segment here, Elephant in the Room, uh, but it's talking about Skywalker, but we already talked about him a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, well, I guess one more thing we should mention is, so his race was close enough that he should have been able to get, like, a recount, but because of a law that he passed, <laughs> he couldn't get a recount, which is pretty great, pretty I stupid. Pretty loser. Elephant, pretty elephant Bye. Scott Walker is so, a loser. So I'll just throw that in there. But Thank you. Let's, next. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Okay. Thank next. you. Next. Thank you. I thank am you. So next. fucking grateful for my life. <laughs> uh, silver lining. Okay. So the silver lining is just. <laughs> it's just John singing Ariana Grande. <laughs> Please no. Close us out, John. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, I hate this. Amy, go, John. Okay. No. So this silver lining is just very pure and very nice. So um, this is from Grand Ledge, Michigan, which is pretty close to us right now. The headline is Big Tipper, tip, not the Big Dipper, the constellation, (laughs) Ah. uh, puts Michigan waitress on path to college. So I'm just going to read you guys a little bit. Um, From Grand Ledge, customers have given waitress Jessica Price good tips for service in the past, but nothing compares to a recent check from a patron. Price, 19, has worked full-time at the A&W restaurant in Grand Ledge since March 2017. She said, I absolutely love my job. I know every one of the customers when they come through the door. Um, And then to describe the A&W, the article says, it's a place with a slower pace. (laughs) You think? (laughs) Waitresses don't just deliver the meals and coffee. They offer light conversation and trade barbs with the customers, which does sound like a normal restaurant to me. But (laughs) I don't think anyone under the age of 85 has gone to an A&W in at least 20 years. Well, when I read, I'm pretty sure that's true. Price said she often slides into the booths or sits at the tables to chat with the regulars. Okay, but that's weird. Yeah, well, she says, I like the life advice and the stories they give me. Because they're 85. Yes, Well, did she slide onto the booth on the same side as them? Or did she slide on the opposite side? The article did not say, let me move on. (laughs) Anyways. One regular customer, a retired educator who grew up in the restaurant business, was touched by her story. Um, You're just all flipping her. Yeah. (laughs) Price already knew him as a good tipper. $5 tip for a simple $8 breakfast. He also gave her $10 to tuck away for her education each time he visited. In late summer, he dropped by the restaurant and asked Price to spell her name. Then he wrote a check for $500. And the article is so cute because it says she thought it was $5 and she was really excited. And then he told her to look again and it was $500. Wow. She was very, very excited. A hush, we <laughs> Heck yeah. yeah. Thank uh, you, old man. And said the tipper didn't want to <laughs> be anonymous old man. <laughs> he didn't want to be identified, but said we're not living in a real good world at this time. I'm trying to make it a better world my way. Aww. Um, and then the article went a little bit deeper into Jessica Price's life. It said that she had a couple of recent deaths in the family, and she struggled with depression for a while. She left high school in ninth grade, tried homeschooling and online schooling for a while, but said that graduation always felt so far off. She's now living with her family in Grand Ledge and studying for her GED. She has wanted to go back to college to become a nurse and work in a neonatal unit. Um, Until the big check, she said she'd been struggling to pay her bills with enough left over to build a college fund. And then she says, that $500 will help me insanely. I was not even going to go to college until I had money saved. I was going to wait for a couple more years. And now she's hoping to start in the spring. You go, girl. So That's so awesome. Nice. That is so wholesome. Yeah. I am a better person after hearing that. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I'm sorry for calling you weird. <laughs> yeah, weird Campbell. You guys all should feel bad now. Well, it was her sliding into the seat, not the guy sliding into the seat, right? Yeah. You saying no, you're sorry I was. For calling I called her, her weird. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I take it oh, back. You should be. Um, yeah, that was a great silver lining, Amy. That Thank was. you for that. What a great episode back, filled with mm-hmm. weird Midwestern cuisine and. Republicans losing. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's always good to hear. Good times. Um, so yeah, we we're back. Uh, hopefully, hold on. I had this pulled up. There we go. Yeah, boys are back, baby. Um, yeah, so I had that pulled up. I was gonna play it at the beginning of the episode, but uh, forgot. So it's a lot of trouble with the beginning. Yeah. Anyway. And we were talking about it at the beginning too, because I'm the only boy. So. Uh, <laughs> But there's not a lot of songs about coming back to town that are about women, and maybe we should change that. Or gender-neutral people. Or gender-neutral people. The people are coming back to town. Yes, the humans are coming back. (laughs) The humans are back. That's like what an alien says when they're trying to fit in. Yeah, that's me. That's what what I say. Ted Cruz? (laughs) Ted Cruz for human man? Um, Ted Cruz. Hung on. You hung on this time, Ted Cruz, but next time you won't be so freaking lucky. You're done. Okay? You're done. Um... We're not going to give any promises as to when our next episode will be. Yeah. <laughs> but I we mean, will be doing them much more consistently Much more yeah. consistently we in that it will be more than one episode every three months. <laughs> well. Uh, but yeah, like I said, we were very busy. Um, but now, you know. We're going to we're gonna under-promise and over-deliver to yeah. you is what we're we are going to do. We're never podcasting again. But we can, <laughs> we can, we can invest back in it. Uh, that's not true. Um, <laughs> I set all the equipment back up again. It'd be a waste if this was the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this is a it was a great episode. It was great to be back uh, with all of you. Um, it was, and also um, we do believe it or not have social media pages that true. we are going to be back on. We obviously have been quiet over the past couple months, but now that we have so many beautiful Midwestern dishes to talk about, we will be doing some Google images. Should we just turn um, the Instagram into a Midwest. Yes, we should. Instagram. It could be. No, because it is so vile should that I don't want to put you know put that out to people every week. But um, you know, you can follow us on Instagram at Midwest Nice Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Midwest Nice Cast. You can also you know stream, subscribe, and like and rate our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, um, or wherever the heck else you get your podcasts um and then we also have a website which has a really long name john take it away midwest-nice.pinecast.co yeah so um as we said we are going to be doing these more consistently now that we all have um lives i'd like to say um outside of work so um you'll be hearing from us very soon so thank you for listening yeah uh, thanks for coming back. Anybody Bye. who stuck with us through the hiatus. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>